It's football time, and we scored a dime. Football's on, so let's smoke a bomb. TGIF. On this week's episode of Thank God It's Fantasy, the gang welcomes a special guest, starring I'll Be Damned It's Wes as Commissioner. He's got the goods dude as DraftKings' worst nightmare, Squirrely Dan's older brother as The Godfather, and featuring Wade Jones as Wade Jones, Jonah representing the Dynasty Road Trip Podcast, and our special guest, NFL and PGA analyst with the First Cut Podcast, Fantasy Football Today, and co-host of the Win Daily Show on Sirius XM Fantasy, Attorney, World Series of Poker Main Event Casher, and Consummate Professional, Sia And drinks with Ron as Mr. Feeney. We join this episode already in progress. I was thinking about running up and getting some, some, some liqueur of some variety, but... Well, it'll, be, it'll devolve into shots here pretty quick, so bring your, bring your shot glass back with you. Well, yeah, and that's just like I really don't want to. The only other options I seem to have here are uh, various bourbons and whiskeys. So, uh, well, you know, you can never not enjoy a little whiskey sour for a podcast evening. That's kind of becoming my drink of choice when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, that does sound refreshing. I'm going to go get uh, part of a whiskey sour with just the whiskey. <laughs> well, there you go. Ted. Seriously, is a, bro. Is that your cat? No, that's that's my dog. Okay, yeah. that's I was gonna say that's a hell of a hell of a loud cat if that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is he is the most unapologetic. Like, come on, dude. There's no food for you here. Go away. So entitled. Yeah, well, you know, parents these days, right? Yeah. Well, this guy, he eats so much people food. He now looks at people food with the skepticism of, of like some medieval scoundrel, like trying <laughs> to avoid being poisoned. Snide the whiplash. He, he, he curls his mustache and snarls <laughs> at it. Like, you shan't, you shan't get me today. I shan't <laughs> succumb to your ills, Hemlock. Yeah. God, he is not a helpful. You're not helpful. You don't make any of this easier. What's up, boys? Speaking of drinks, yeah, I just got back from getting one. What was your drink of choice? You know, here lately, man, I'm just going easy. Uh, some uh, rum and coke. Nice. I'm going to post a picture of my uh, where I keep my camera for this this particular endeavor. It's pretty funny. Consider the second best camera stand ever. I actually used to use my uh, my bong as the camera stand, but then I found the problem was that <laughs> then you couldn't use it exactly. So <laughs> it was the bong. The bong was the stand for one episode. You sound good tonight, Commission. What's the deal? Did you pray to the gods to not have a storm come into your neighborhood? Or what? <laughs> yeah, I went out to, like to the front, like yeah, front yard, and did a little dance. Like, like please give me like at least like double digit uh, megabots per second sacrificing a chicken <laughs> well out here they just closed down an illegal illegal uh butchery that was sold ritual animals for sacrifice really oh, shit yeah poultry guys i'm headed to the ocean <laughs> that's like a trauma i'm totally re- like steve martining uh, a trauma movie <laughs> Jesus if Christ, you know man. you know hi finney <laughs> 
God. He got wrapped up in my microphone cord and apparently took exception to me extricating him from it. <laughs> Man, I have to put my like, like cat up. Like it's just it's too much. Like uh, it, uh, it, I'm still trying to get it domesticated from being a stray. My dog's just an asshole. <laughs> All right, see you later, bro. What's up? Hey, oh. going eighty in the dream. Can you guys hear me? There we go. Uh, listen, can somebody send me the actual site so I can open it on my laptop? I can't. I can't. I'm I'm old. All right, I can't figure <laughs> out. <laughs> hey, man, I have to get him to email it to me too. So don't feel bad. I'll send you my email address. How about that? Email. All right, gotcha. Yeah. All right, I'll do that right now. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I'm the same fucking way, man. I get it, dude. I'm like 39 going on 79 sometimes with some uh, technology. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to email it to myself. I just copied it from the from the DM, the group chat, and just paste and send it. Heady play. That's yeah. how it ought to work every time. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, yeah. He's using a Hotmail address. Oh, hot damn. Yeah, dude. Okay. Oh, <laughs> leave this in. <laughs> Jeez. Goods, when you hear this, what the fuck, dude? Get yes. email. <laughs> that's yes. like the, that's like, that's worse. That's worse than like the Android Apple like debate. Hey, slow down. I have a Hotmail account too. Oh, yeah, I still go. have mine. I I'm, an, have I'm mine. an OG. Yeah. Here we OGs. go. Real G's moving silence. So the I'm thing is, oh shit! Then or am I like the yeah. like the Bizarro Roy in this situation? Then everybody's got a Hotmail, and I don't. <laughs> The real question is, does anyone have an AOL account? Oh, man, I would love to log into that. <laughs> I had to open this uh, through my MySpace account. To get into <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice shout. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, let me get this emailed. I'm going to distract My Hotmail, the great thing with that is until a few months ago, I still had a four-digit password, which Ooh. I thought, well, that is, that's got to be absolutely unhackable. Nobody's even going to try four digits. It's it's so simple. Yeah, it's like the, it's like well, obviously it's a minimum of eight, and he's got a capital and a lowercase and a symbol. Like, nah, man, I still have a password from like oh three or some shit. I think I got the email sent. So, what an ordeal! There he is. Sucks to be old, don't it, Joe? <laughs> you no, know, I. Uh, this is why we meet early. Get rid of the technical difficulties. Hell yeah. Hello. I got a weird background. What's that behind me? Shit. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Yeah. Deadpool. Are you in your, your son's account? <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Deadpool and Cable fanboy, so. Anybody uh, drinking a lemon berry Sonic hard seltzer? Ooh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm doing a butter rum liqueur. Where's uh, where's yikes when I was making fun of him for drinking? <laughs> we did give you a soft pass there, didn't we? We were like, yeah, it's Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't need one. I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm going to anything harder after Michelob Ultra. It's what I have. Question for you guys before the expert gets here: Would you take McCaffrey over Cooper Cup? No, because he's, 
He's ranked fourth. Not in redrafts. Not in redrafts. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm afraid to take know. Christian yeah. McCaffrey in first round. I don't take Cup or McCaffrey. I, I go. Oh yeah. I, I, well, yeah. I would like. like yeah. It depends I mean, on the like, options. Cup's not my number one wide receiver this year. But between what Cup and McCaffrey, Chase? I'm taking Cup. Well, your number one, Chase. Probably have to go between Chase and probably Jefferson. Yeah, so Jefferson's going to be going. Me, high. Don't get me started. He's going with <laughs> over Matthew Stafford. What What did you see in a form of regression from Stafford? Uh, Stafford Cup combination. Uh okay. So very rarely does the number one wide receiver repeat. Super rare. Um, very and, rarely does he put up the stats he just put up too, right? True, true. But uh, so you look at what Cooper Cup did and you look that uh, Allen Robinson came in and he had yeah. Robert Woods. Odell Beckham never didn't have a full season over there. Allen Robinson has a full off season. And you know that the defenses are scheming for Cup this year, even with Stafford there. So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Robinson taking away some touchdowns. His body is different well, than Robert Woods. Wouldn't a and weapon Alan, like Robinson make him stronger, though? Like, then it's not just, like, one guy to focus on. You know, it's... I don't not like Cup. I just think the chances of him being the wide receiver one, two years in a row, it's always so slim. And I would rather go with a... I wouldn't go Jamar Chase. I would not go Jamar Chase. Ooh, I know he'd go then. Debo Samuel. But I'd almost rather go T. Higgins than Jamar Chase. Joe. Are you not going with the yep. running back wide receiver combination? Because it's just that, because Debo wanted out because he hated that role. Something's going to happen in San Francisco. So what? Like he's going to not try? No, they'll just try to cater to his his demands a little bit. They didn't pay him. They'll tr- he won't run as much. I mean, when they when you see a team use a a team that has an established running back use a third round pick on another running back. <laughs> God, they fucked up Trey Sermon this like this past season. Like what? Like. Dude, well, they fucked up their draft. Like they shouldn't have took Trey Lance. They shouldn't have took Trey Sermon. Their 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 whole staff and GM like they're overrated. Like I don't even know how they got to the Super Bowl. Like their draft picks are horrendous. Who are you uh, talking about? The Forty Niners. Forty Niners did not get to the Super Bowl. But I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Lost to the Chiefs. What's, what's funny? They should have been to the Super Bowl this year. That's, oh yeah, right. They should have been there. If, if what's his name makes that uh, interception, yeah. that is right. I forgot about that. Well, hey, uh, man, you got to figure Kittle's going to be healthy, so the passing game will improve, and the running game will improve. He's a you know good blocking and pass catching tight end. So if, if Kittle's healthy. San Fran's offense will be better. Is Raheem, did Raheem Mostert leave? Or? Yeah, he's in, he's in Miami. He's in Miami. Yeah. Good I'm, God. They have like 50 running him. backs. I love him as a sleeper. If he can stay healthy, he gets injured first game of the season. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to move Debo down because Trey Lance is a quarterback, and I'm just not going to pick a wide receiver whose quarterback has only started one game in the NFL. I'm about afraid to take anybody off the 49ers, to be well, that's, honest. That's like so everybody – is everybody's consensus number one, Jonathan Taylor? Anyone have anyone different? No. I got Taylor. Maybe Derrick Henry? Con- <clears throat> mm, nope. No. Taylor, Taylor catches the ball. He's Taylor had the, what was it, Some something crazy, like <clears throat> four of the fastest uh, runs or even after the catch. Uh, that's why Rachel Donetta picked him on that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that on, uh, what was it, G- uh, Good Morning Crazy. Football. Right. Everybody was like, why don't you pick Jonathan Taylor? No, no, but nobody really knows how fast he is. Mm-hmm. 
Who, who's Jonathan there? Taylor, hands down. Who's their QB now? Um, oh, Matty Ice. Matt, yeah. oh, that's right. And that'll even help yeah, Taylor. I, think, I do think I do think Tennessee has some regression coming. Also, why yeah. would you trade AJ Brown? Like, that that was yeah. dumb. That that's just like well, they're he like wanted oh, his money. Yeah, they, they didn't want to pay him. Right. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Hey, how are you? Hey. hey. What's up, yeah. You guys look like you're drinking things way more fun than me. I have tea. <laughs> That's <funny. laughs> we'll pretend it's me, not. Color me shocked. Color me shocked. So adult. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What kind of tea are you drinking? I don't even know, dude. I'm not like a yeah. tea connoisseur, but I was sick for like six weeks with like, I, I don't know if it was sick. It could have been COVID. It could have been allergies. Honestly, I have no idea. So I started d- drinking tea with local honey, mm-hmm. like emphasis on the word local, because apparently yeah. I didn't know this. Um, like the, if you're allergic to pollen or whatever, the local honey is going to whatever, however that works. Sounds like Dan knows what I'm talking about. Um, yep. <laughs> so it actually started to make me feel better. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. a coincidence, if it was actually correlated or not, but um, now when I have tea, if I'm feeling any sort of congestion at all, if I know the pollen count is high, I just have some local honey with it. You're micro dosing pollen is what you're doing. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <Third part. laughs> yeah. The, uh, on the, mic. The, the bees will take that flower pollen and put it in the honey. And you're basically taking small, small doses of that stuff and your body's building up an immunity. Interesting. Okay, cool. All nice. this science. Wow. I know. I've already learned there. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uncle was a honeybee. that's great see uh i'm a big early edge guy so i'm I'm a big fan uh thank you i even did a see it looks like that coach red on the air i said i said that see it looks like he tries to work into every conversation that he hasn't had a carb since 2016 (laughs) so (laughs) was i was i live when was i on the show when he read that yeah because i vaguely remember that i was Um, pretty proud of that one that was that's hilarious, by the way. Um, I'm hoping I'm back on the early edge when football season starts because oh. I got to be honest. The the end of my football season from a betting standpoint was pretty bad, and so like in the back of my mind, I'm like, damn, dude, I'm kind of like making because most of those guys are really good. So I was like, I think I'm making these guys look kind of bad for like a good like three week stretch. So I you think I'm coming many, back. You hit too many of those first touchdowns, though. They're going to have you back for sure. Yeah, it's so funny how gimmicky. Like you know, uh, I got. I, I guess I got lucky there. I, I do that with first round leaders in golf too, uh, somehow. But anyway, the, the long and short of it is, hopefully, that keeps me around. That those are fun. Oh, definitely. I, I love the show. I think it's awesome every day, of course. So multiple shows a day. I uh, I'm a big fan of it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. How much do you gamble a day, goods? Just, just like, come on, give Ooh. us just a ballpark. Just be, or just, you don't have to give us the exact figure. Like, take some off, and you know. <laughs> well, so I'm a, I'm a volume gambler, right? Me too. So I see. I used to work for William Hill for seven years uh, oh, worked cool. before Caesars acquired it, and so now that I don't work in the industry, I bet more. But let's say, let's say a unit is eleven bucks to win ten. I'm a I'm a several hundred dollars a day. So I'm a volume, you know, I like to bet a lot of games. I like to bet a lot of things. And actually I was going to ask you about that. If you're a, if you are a volume better, which I'm sure you're not McClure, he's not, but if you were, would you pick like two or three bets to go bigger on and then just go low unit size with the other ones or. 
So for like 20 years, I was a volume better. Um, and I still think I, I am at least more than people like, like that really do it professionally, like lean on it for their actual income to some degree. I used to be that guy that would bet like 20 bucks a game. And if I was like feeling spicy, maybe 50 or a hundred, maybe even 11 bucks. Like there were plenty of times where like, I just wanted the action. So I put a lot, but it, that is such a bad way to bet. Cause you're just like paying the, like, ultimately you're just paying juice and probably losing over time. So right now I've been on a nice little run. I'm actually really pissed because I don't bet a lot of baseball, but when I do, I usually hit and I, I wanted to take the Red Sox first half and they're up like a million to nothing right now. And mm-hmm. I just forgot like something, like something must've happened where I forgot. And then next thing you know, it's six, nothing. And, and I, you know, didn't put the bet in, but I'm usually these days putting in, there are days where I don't put in a bet at all, which, but that's pretty rare. Um, I think an active day, like today I had a big bet on golf, which a matchup bet, which I won. I planned on betting that baseball game. So usually like I'll have like three bets and they'll, but they will be different sizes. I'm not necessarily like beholden to a unit play. Like if I really like something, I'm just going to decide in that moment, that's a $200 bet. If I'm not it, like my lowest bet will be 30 bucks. And that's because it's almost like when you want to like play a, like a poker hand and it's like a kind of a terrible hand. Like if you're not willing to call like somebody's raise pre-flop, then you probably shouldn't have been in that hand in the first place, unless it's like, you know, a re-raise and it gets out of control. So like 30 bucks is my minimum so that I can feel like, all right, I, I actually do like this bet, but it's usually like two to three bets a day. Okay. I, I mean, you got any golf leans tomorrow? Cause I, uh, I didn't get any action in today, but. Uh, yeah no you know what's you know what's funny is what really sucks about golf betting and i don't know if you saw my my twitter post today it was like i I saw it too late yeah so what's really frustrating is that every site has different matchup bets or some some sites might not have matchups for the first two rounds they might have pga three balls or something and like DraftKings, which i'm not allowed to bet on uh, in Florida, like I bet on offshore, like my bookie or something like that. And they have completely different matchups. So it, I'm very hesitant to put stuff out because of that. But I'm um, actually, where, where do you bet? So I have six different apps in Vegas. I have <laughs> how many? <laughs> That's a lot. I have Circus Stations, <laughs> Void, BetMGM, Westgate, and Caesars. I actually think the early edge guys for their matchups. They tend to use the BetMGM matchups. I, I seem to find them uh, more often because Circa does their own thing, you know, and I can find some, I, I can still find matchups and actually you can parlay those matchups. So I give myself in all kinds of trouble with that, but I think they use BetMGM more often than not, but I can usually find it because I've had, you know, there's so many options out there. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Most people like they have one site. So I'm all, I'm like a big, or at least I was a big advocate of being like, Hey, shop your lines. But like most people can't shop their lines. They have like, I mean, they can to a degree, they, they know what a bad line is, but they don't have like a bunch of outlets necessarily to like shift over to unless they're in certain parts of like the country. So that's a tough one, but I'm actually looking at the DraftKings um, matchups right now, like for the first time, Jesus, Davis Riley is only a minus one twenty over Denny McCarthy. I don't get that at all. Like I genuinely that line should be minus 160. I'm like, almost feels like a trap. I would take Davis Riley there. Um, it's a trap. Oh, shit. Yes. Lucas. <laughs> Fuck, we're about to get sued. 
um as i scan this i'll let you know but that was the first one that i saw like that's literally yeah, definitely. That i don't, don't want to hijack because i could take up your entire time talking sports betting so i know everybody's got fantasy questions and i'm, I'm here for those too no i love the gambling talk because you know i'm coming on i'm on the outside of that to be honest so I, I live in a state where you can use the apps but i'm like always i don't know i'm like a i'm a noob as they say well, the, like not gambling is not a bad idea. I mean, ultimately. <laughs> I'm just saying it is, it is boring. It's boring. What gambling's boring. No, it's boring to not gamble. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, I, I mean, I, that, that's the thing. Oh, wow. Draymond green just got fouled really hard. Um, and the ball got stuck in like the corner of the basket. Like that's a, anyway, um, slot whistle. Where's that? We need that imaging, Ron. And yeah. went in post. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, uh, bet, betting makes things really entertaining, but it also is like kind of like a, a time suck too, because you get so invested in like the dumbest stuff. So you don't, you're not like resourceful in like other things that you could be doing that are productive. Dude, I even do that with fantasy on Sunday or Thursday, Sundays and Mondays. I mean, it's like, Thank hey God. guys, Sia has that insider feed. I just saw the play. Like, oh, you see that? Yeah, it depends on what, like, yeah, offshore account you're yeah. streaming it from, or yeah. uh... that reminds me. Uh, they don't really. I don't know. I think my feed was a little bit faster, uh, believe it or not, a few months ago. There were certain times in golf where, like, on like the last hole on Sunday. I felt like I had like a three second head start because I was able to bet something that I shouldn't have been able to bet. It's it was the weirdest <laughs> thing. That's a dream. That's a dream right there. It really oh my is. God. Like, it's not that the ball went in already and the guy had already won, but like there would be, let's say it was a playoff and, and like one guy would be like three feet from the hole. And like you you basically like you're seeing the ball roll up to three feet. And you're still able to put the bet in. The other guy hasn't even chipped from like 150 away. You know he's not getting that close. And so I'll put the bet in. And then like five seconds later, they'd change it to like a normal number. It was super weird. I made a good amount of money off of that. That was amazing. <laughs> anyway. That's like almost a, like having the almanac from Back to the Future, having that three second. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. See, so, yeah, let me uh, ask you from a, a fantasy football standpoint here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Ron and myself have played Dynasty for a long, long time and know a lot of deep players, right? But it doesn't seem to be on like a, a DFS level that that's as important. So like for you, how far do you research like a football season? How deep do you go down a roster to, to know players and how much of that information do you actually need? Well, for one, I don't... I don't play dynasty much. Like I share a dynasty team with a buddy of mine. And, and frankly, it's not my team. He shared it with me because he thought I was a dynasty guy and, and I wasn't, but that doesn't mean that I don't like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty into actually this year. I, I tailed off a little bit, but I pretty much know from like sort of top to bottom, you know, okay. most of the guys, especially when football season rolls around, there definitely are some blind spots for me right in this moment. Right. But as far as like kind of knowing the players and, being completely dialed in. I'm there, but not from a dynasty standpoint. So from like a strategy standpoint, if somebody yeah. were to ask me a dynasty question, I mean, some of those questions are somewhat like common sense, but some I'm like, dude, I don't play dynasty. I'm not, I'm right. not sure, you know? Right. Like if you, if there's like an injury in uh let's say Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, right. Mm-hmm. And you're picking a DFS. Are you, are you in a spot where you're going to look at his backup or are you just going to pivot to a whole nother position? 
of a, a starter. I've gotten burned by not going with the backup. In fact, I had Christian McCaffrey in my redraft leagues in at least one of, I have three big ones. Um, I had him in one of them, I guess my most important one. This is one where I fly out to Vegas uh, every Wednesday before the opening Thursday night game. And we wow. all fly out. We, we do the draft Wednesday night. By the way, um, I'm going to be there. You live in, uh, you live in Vegas, right? Well, how many of you live in Vegas? I live in Vegas. Yeah. I'll be there September, the night of September 6th, probably through the weekend, just FYI. We're staying at the Vidara and okay. we do the draft there. And then we'll, we'll, I don't know what we're going to do for the Thursday night game. We might go to Circa or something like that. But um, anyway, the point is in that league, I didn't draft McCaffrey's backup. So there was that rookie that I'm forgetting his name. And then they had like a, like a Hubba Hubbard. There we go. Yeah, Hubba, 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 Chubba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I going to, I'm going to the ocean. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't believe in Hubbard really. I guess he went to Oklahoma state, right? I, I can't yeah, remember. he did. He did. I think. Yeah, I didn't either, man. Like I was that year. Like I don't. I'm not going to get the handcuff. Like, yeah, and even yeah, we year, got we got screwed. Yeah, <laughs> even the year before that, I think it was I think it was Mike Davis, and I didn't buy in on yeah. Mike Davis either. I didn't I, either. Yeah, and he ended I, up being like, we we can't do it this year. We have to we have to get the. Yeah. Who was the guy that signed there? I already forgot. Jeez, man, I should have done my homework. All right, somebody signed there. Dante Sorry. Foreman. Dante yeah, Foreman. there it is. McCaffrey. Yeah, that's Deontay a good story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a sneak. If you get McCaffrey, you have to get Deontay Foreman. That's a must. Yeah, but then you could be wrong, right? Because You're right, this will be the year we're wrong. That's how fantasy works, guys. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh... But I usually like I'm not you like it, to answer your question. I, I'll probably I'm more inclined to pivot to like a different mm-hmm. starter than I am to right. invest in the backup. But clearly, that's burned me the last couple of seasons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love the freedom that DFS provides because you get to be just be yes. wrong for a week. Mm-hmm. Redraft, you get to be wrong for a year, and Dynasty, you get to be wrong for about five years. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, it is such a sinking feeling when you have like a top five pick and the guy gets hurt, you know, week two mm-hmm. or week three. And let's say you don't have his backup or his backup is trash anyway. Yep. And you're like, man. Like I was like three weeks ago, I was celebrating that I had the number one pick. And now I'm like hating the fact that I had the number one pick. So yeah. you're right about DFS. Yeah. I think that's what, honestly, I think that's why a lot of people play DFS. And, and I would think the ratio is going to start to turn even more in terms of people who are like, because I like year long fantasy, don't get me wrong. But I have a feeling if we had this conversation in five years, there's going to be a lot less people playing year long fantasy and a lot more people playing DFS. The problem with DFS is that I think there's a lot of people like just the casual DFS player. They feel like they're up against machines as opposed yep. to up. And they are to a degree, yep. obviously yep, optimizers sure. and stuff like that. So yeah. I think that's a really big problem with DFS, but I do think there are alternatives. You can go to like head to head matchups or mm-hmm. you can go to really small tournaments or play with your friends or whatever. So, um, and we as need far- to look into that guys. We should do that like this year for our, uh, in our redraft league, um, the limited fake Dr. Phil Gala invitational presented hey, by who, Boss uh, Miami. Who, who won the first season? Who did win the first season? Oh, who indeed. Come oh in. my God. Is it me? It was me. I, I won, right? You're surrounded by the winner and last place and second to last place. So, uh, first, was first it, loser right here first was loser. it a, a 10 person league 12, 12? It was a 12 team 12. league yeah and uh hey bo or 80 uh tell them what you had to do for last place punishment oh i, I had the live tweet cowherd show 
Yeah, for three hours. Three he hours. had to like live tweet or a whole episode of the herd. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Well, but what does that even mean? Like, like you, you were literally like tweeting what was happening on the show. Oh yeah, I, I had to watch. Oh, that's that's, so that's torture. <laughs> for like, yeah, for a Levitard show fan, uh huh, yeah, that that hit the spot. The first season, last place punishment, and we're like trying to figure out what to do the second season. Uh, do you have any suggestions or for for last place? Yeah, like any last places, yeah, any suggestions? I'll have to think about that one. The live tweet idea is actually really funny. Uh, I really like that, especially that it's Cowherd, (laughs) um, who I used to listen to a ton. I don't listen to him much. Hey, I'll admit, man, the fuck, don't don't like, don't throw tomatoes at me, guys. But like, yeah, like way back in the day, I liked Cowherd too. Like before he, I don't know, like I don't want to say, I don't sound like the guy, like he sold out, but yeah, I used to like Cowherd. Oh, no, sold out is, is the appropriate term there. I, I don't like to use that word either because I think people use that way too loosely. But Agreed. I think he just diversified his portfolio too much. And so he I don't think he was invested. Like these days, I don't think he's as invested in his radio show. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he lets his producers kind of in writers right. sort of figure that out for him. But it doesn't seem as well thought out because I don't think Colin is thinking it out. I think he's like, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And when your time is that leveraged, you're just not going to be able to be the same dude. Yeah, and then 80, 80, like, and, I, and I watched that episode with him that day, so it was funny. So I was like chiming in with like little commentary and memes and like yeah, you know, shit like that. It was it was a lot of fun, like for three hours, even though even though it was torture, we made the most out of it. Well, he had it in for Baker that day. I think. Every, oh, he did every segment that day. Had a well, 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 backwards Well, I'm, I'm not a listener, day. so for for me that day, he had it in for Baker. I mean, every segment. He did actually. Yeah, it was more than usual. I'll give him that because yeah, I mean, because yeah, if you if you know Cowherd, he he yeah, he's not a Mayfield guy, and he was just laying into him that day. <laughs> I let's be honest, Shannon Sharp carried him. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Colin Cowherd is responsible for why people thought Sam Darnold was good at football. Because, oh, good he, shout, dude! He, he had he had moved out to to Los Angeles or wherever mm-hmm. he did in California, and he, yeah, he's he an was ultimate USC homer, right? And, and he 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 wanted everybody to know that that's fine, but like he kept talking about Sam Darnold like he was the second coming, and he like I mean I listened to him enough back then to know that I was like man Sam Darnold, and then I I bet on college football a ton, so I'd watch Sam Darnold at USC, and I was like, yeah, he's okay. He's kind of a turnover machine. Like, he doesn't really look like an NFL quarterback, but he just kept talking the guy up, and I think a guy like Colin Coward with that type of reach who has that many people coming onto a show that are actually, like, in NFL front offices, I I genuinely think he had an influence, and he was, like, dead wrong, of course, but, like, I think he had an influence on on Sam Darnold just having the staying power that he's had. What happens... What's your call on Sam Darnold this year? Is he getting replaced before the season starts? They go in the rookie? No, not no, not before the season starts. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it, it's Matt. It's Matt Coral that that got yeah. drafted there, right? Um, and yep. he's coming off that. I mean, how bad was that injury? Um, he didn't. Do you remember uh, like his last game? He he got hurt pretty bad, but maybe it wasn't as bad as I I thought yeah. it was. But I think he's fine. But I, I don't think Matt Coral's really like an NFL quarterback either. No. I think he's like your standard prototypical like college quarterback. Uh, the things he was able to get away with uh, at Ole Miss, I don't think he's going to get away with in the NFL. So I don't think Sam Darnold's going to get replaced soon, but I yep. think Sam Darnold, this is his last season as a starter in the NFL. I'm pretty comfortable saying that. 
Well, and here's the wild thing about Sam Darnold before we move on. Like, he actually started last season halfway decent in, you know, like, redraft fantasy. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, if you were just, like, I don't know, like, nobody would have him on their roster, but he actually did – what was he? I think he was a top, like, a QB1 there for, like, so many weeks into the season. It was wild, but then he – well, right, yeah, schedule probably definitely helped him out. Uh, It had to have been that and other factors. But it it was kind of interesting, like, how how is he this high up? But then he just dove off a cliff. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the McCaffrey injury definitely hurt. That's a good point. I mean, you you talk about a guy who had – I think he was hurt. I think he had 37 catches last year, even though he barely played. I mean, that's a a beautiful thing for a quarterback like Sam Darnold to – throw a two-yard pass and get 10 yards out of it so his first game was against the Jets they won 19-14 second game they pretty much beat up on the Saints which is pretty impressive 26 to 7 and then that they played the, the Jameis that was the Jameis like four or five interception game. oh oh right that's when we were that celebrating is. their prize safety that they got I think in the first round last year who ended up getting injured in week two or week three um and then they beat the Texans 24 to 9 so yeah he was three and oh but he basically played like Two college teams in a borderline NFL team. <laughs> yeah. When did Jameis Winston start throwing picks? That's unusual. <laughs> Must that eye surgery game. took care of that. <laughs> He's fine. Do you guys think the eye surgery thing is as strange as I do? How is it that his coaches weren't on top of that? Like, can somebody yeah. explain that to me? Yeah, like the, no they shit. measure everything under the sun that's measurable, and uh, but we, not we just his don't eyes. check vision. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <What are> we, <laughs> uh, he thinks he's yeah. good. What is he doing that for? Clinton. You think yeah. somebody would catch that at the combine, even like when he was coming into the NFL? Like, uh, did they not have an eye test? Like, they have fucking they measure their hands. Apparently, we know that. Yeah, right, man. You know, if a guy <laughs> has bad arches on his feet, it's right. Yeah, but he could have gotten contacts. Yeah. yeah. I remember him at FSU squinting on the sideline <laughs> during the broadcast. You'd be squinting, trying to get the call from the sideline. Yeah. Squinting when he stole that crab leg. All right, I'm going to the ocean. <laughs> That's definitely an ocean walk. Yeah. You, uh, you get back pretty fast from the ocean, I'm not going to lie. Real fast. Sprinting. So hey, you guys got to ask you. Oh, go ahead. Yep. Real, I'm sorry, Jonah. No, Let go ahead. Quick. I have one legitimate fantasy championship in 22 years Jesus, so that's bad that's yeah <laughs> that's great Cody but bad it's and honestly it was I was not a favorite going into the title game and I'm looking at the rankings this year and already I already hate my draft and I don't even know my position or have made a pick <laughs> you got any you got any sleepers you got any type of advice for me I was telling these guys beforehand I feel like I'm a year behind on the guy who's going to break out I took Kelsey last year and his year was the year before, you know, you got, you got any guys you're eyeballing for breakout or anything like that? Yeah. I'm scanning the list here as you're talking to me. I mean, breakouts tough for me to say right now, but I will say this. I think you should focus on the offenses as opposed to the players sometimes, especially if, if it's, especially if it's like, uh, like, I don't know, like a tiebreaker scenario. And I think there's a lot of guys that are just, especially at the receiver position who are just in such good offenses. I'll tell you a guy that like I'm down on, but I wouldn't be if Tyreek Hill was still there. Like Travis Kelsey, who turns 33 in October, like he's going to have a fine season. Don't get me wrong, but he's definitely on the wrong side of 30. He's definitely slowing down. We saw that last year and Tyreek Hill isn't there, but now Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins. So what does that tell us about Jalen Waddle? 
Uh, what is AJ Brown being with Devonte Smith? Tell us about Devonte Smith. Probably nothing as it relates to Devonte Smith. I actually think it's a really good situation for AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. So I think you should be measuring the situations as much as you're measuring the talent. Um, I remember when Ezekiel Elliott came out um, or got drafted. I think I drafted him like seventh overall in, in, in my, one of my fantasy leagues. And somebody like was like, how could you draft that rookie? And it was like, well, I'm not drafting Ezekiel Elliott, to be honest with you. I'm drafting the offensive line and the weapons on the outside and the space he's going to have. And he had a great season. So I think that should probably be more of a focal point. If you want to ask me about somebody in particular, I'll tell you. But as far as like breakouts right now, I probably don't have much to offer you. And two, it sounds like maybe you're kind of drafting towards last year's finish. And and obviously that kind of sets ADP as far as where they're going to go the next season. Mm. But my father-in-law has this league and, and the, he's got a lawyer buddy. And every year he's that guy. He makes a draft pick. Oh, I can't believe that guy's still here. He was number three in touchdowns last year. And it's like, yeah, yeah, to, to an extent. But if you go off last year's stats, uh, yeah, that, that, that can really factor some of that. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest mistake because that's what most people lean on. And you're not projecting yep. forward, obviously. You're just kind of like yep. looking back. And so it's almost like a DFS argument. Like, how do you make yourself different? And in, the, in, in a redraft standpoint, from a re- redraft standpoint, you make yourself different by like kind of ignoring those stats and like looking right. at, okay, what does it look like this year? Right. And then these guys know very well how I play redraft from just the that we, we've only done one season together. And I'm, let me tell you, this is the most aggressive I've ever played a redraft fantasy. All right. How many, how many trades do you think I made uh, in one season? I'll, I'll set the over. What, what do you think the over under is that? Somebody set the over under. I put it at 23 and a half. Okay, so over under 23 and a half trades. It's a lot. That and is I'm, a lot. I'm assuming it's it's at least that high based on the tone of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have done a better job acting. Uh, but okay. It's two. It's two. <laughs> 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 oh, we got list. you. I'm not <laughs> About uh, uh, 38. 38. Wow. Yeah. You want, I, dude, I was just like, I would get a player and I would flip him the same day to get a, like another player that I thought was better. Like, it was, it was insane. Like I never had played fantasy that aggressive. Like, I, I, like in other leagues I've played in, like even in, in those leagues, like it would be a high number. Like say I would do, I don't know, 10 to 15. And that's pretty high for a normal redraft year. But this league, I, I don't know how I like, 38 how how um how did you finish or are you the one that finished in second place no i'm the one that i won it all oh See, you honestly all. you should you should take 30 minutes and let him send you what he did because it, <laughs> it really was a work of art now granted some of us are are newer troy some of us are <clears throat> you know, we had catastrophic injuries where we had to take volume he'd offer like three for one mm-hmm. type of thing but it really it oh, honestly no. really was a work of art the volume oh, seller. Yeah, I man. Oh, yeah. Dude, when I would build up so game, It didn't matter. It didn't matter if he every if he had his best guy go up. He just had a stacked team. It was crazy. Yeah, that's the way you do it, guys. Like, you – because, see, a lot of people in redrafts are just uh, – sorry, guys. They're just lazy. They don't pay attention to the waiver wire. You pay attention to the waivers. You get the right guys. You build up your bench depth, and you flip those guys. 
You yeah, can do this. Do you want me to quit my job? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like but at like, that stage, you're playing daily fantasy and a redraft. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> See, but that's like, the thing. If yeah, you have ahead. a desk job, you, you you have the time to do that stuff. That's the cool part. Yeah. Most desk jobs, I should say. My old desk job. I'm going to echo what Sia said about right now you got to look at offenses, right? You got to look at who's going to score a bunch of points. And right now, if, if, if I had to name a wide receiver, I know we were talking before this, that I'm just super high on this year. And I don't think you have to even draft him in the first round because he's not exciting, right? Everyone wants the new exciting guy. But uh, I'm a huge fan of Stefan Diggs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo Bills, you know, chemistry with Allen. I Emmanuel think he has Sanders the most targets like, since yeah. he's been in Buffalo even. I mean, Look that's a super high-scoring offense. I mean, he's just sitting there, and people are going to chase something like a Marquise Brown because it's a new change of scenery and it's going to look exciting. But uh, I think that's a big mistake people make too. Don't like everyone goes after the new thing, but sometimes the old Agreed. thing is going to perform pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I did write down while we were talking, and I'm looking at the receivers to see where Diggs is because he's going to be up there. But you know, last year I think he was probably going like second or third. He'll probably go like fifth fourth fifth or sixth this year so he'll still be pretty high i I, i'd be interested to see if a guy like gabriel davis steps up as the number two Mm -hmm. this year because you can probably get a guy like him at a good value or maybe there's somebody else in buffalo who steps up i think that's the type of offense Mm -hmm. where you want to get a piece of regardless i think a interesting guy to take a chance on actually is james cook their rookie running back because Mm -hmm. he's probably if he has a good preseason it's possible that he would be like a split carry guy or maybe even better with uh, Devin Singletary. We know Zach Moss, like for whatever reason, mostly due to injuries, has sort of fallen yeah. out of favor. If James Cook happens to be the running back there, then you've just hit a pot of gold because mm-hmm. they've drafted him for a reason. I know they're a passing team in the red zone, but um, James Cook could be one of those guys you get really late that ends up. And I think, by the way, I think either Raheem Mostert or Chase Edmonds could be really interesting. I think Edmonds is going before Mostert. And I know Mostert has the injury history, but you can get Mostert in like the 11th or 12th round. And he is an absolute home run threat. Now you have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki to worry about. Whoever's running the ball, A, is going to have a lot of room to run. And B, is a vast improvement all, over all the undrafted free agents they had last year. And they were like literally their entire starting running back core was undrafted free agents that run like a like a 5-5-40 essentially. So um, those guys are interesting late. I think Aaron Jones is interesting with Devontae yeah. Adams gone. They still have a pretty good offensive yeah. line. He's going to get worked in with the pass. Even with A.J. Dillon there, I think Aaron Jones yeah. sees a ton of targets and a ton of running room. Here's a guy that you guys are going to hate, two guys that you guys are going to hate from a fantasy standpoint, but I think there is some merit in drafting them if, if the time is right. Josh Jacobs, who also is a super slow runner and is a guy who didn't get his fifth-year option uh, renewed by the Raiders, I think that lends itself to the Raiders running him into the ground this year. They did draft a running back in the, in the draft, but he's not a guy that's going to take Josh Jacobs' job right away by any means. They have Kenyon Drake. He's a gadget guy. Jacobs is the classic guy that's not sexy. People just don't want to draft Jacobs, but he can pile up the touchdowns. Now that the offense has Devontae Adams, they still have a bad offensive line, but I think Jacobs could actually do some damage. He's like a sneaky like running back to maybe flex option that can uh, – carry your lineup the other guy is Jalen Hurts I just think he's in too good of a situation now with a short area receiver and AJ Brown and the the long guy and Devontae Smith they have other receivers on that team like Rager and then they have obviously Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts running it in the red zone uh, for six I think he's a really interesting he's in a great spot 
Jalen Hurts makes the running backs for Philadelphia almost unusable. You're never going to get yeah. consistent touchdowns out of them in the red zone. Poor yeah. Miles Sanders. Yeah. Poor Miles yeah. Sanders. <clears throat> yeah. I love the Aaron Jones call. Uh, back you up on that one. Agreed. Um, you know, you've got I don't think there's any team that's lost more targets here than the Packers, right? You've got Adams, yeah. Scadling gone. And who's the Aaron wide Jones receiver you take? Who's the wide receiver? Who's that rookie? They God bless. I, I can't Watson. remember. There, yeah. Watson. It's Watkins, maybe? Or Watkins. Watson. I think Watson, my bad. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he's from a D1 AA school. I don't know how that's going Jeez. to translate. And, 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 and Alan Lazard, the lizard man, is more of like a run block like wide receiver, right? He's not really known. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like He's certainly not a volume receiver. No, exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, isn't Cooper Cup a FCS school? I think he is. Um, maybe, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Montana, Jeez. Montana State. Probably. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's the outlier. And for the record, like I'm not even saying that Watson's not going to be good. Hey, I'm just Jerry saying Ross that, does. Yeah, that's Sorry. right. Yeah, geez. <laughs> I, I just I just don't think Lazard's going to have an impact early, just nah. because he's gonna he's gonna have some growing pains. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I would probably avoid the uh, Packers wide receivers unless you get somebody late. You're just throwing a dart, you know. Mm-hmm. I'll t- I'll tell you one guy. I'll, I'll I'll take from the Packers, and you know you can get him probably as a free agent afterwards. But uh, Randall Cobb's the only guy who's consistent. Oh, Rogers. That's and true. It's, it's not yeah. fun, but man, he's going to feed him because that's what he trusts. Limited fake Roy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What year is this? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It feels weird, but uh, I, I've seen some photos. Cobb and Rogers still hang out off the field. They're they're pretty good friends. Yeah, he was like the GM that brought him in to begin with. That's mm-hmm. crazy how he's like just manipulated that franchise. Yeah, you are a million percent right about Jacobs. I've never taken him. I've never wanted him. He's just been off of every board I've ever had, but he yeah. is good. You know, he scores touchdowns and that should be a team that puts up some points this year. So he's got mm-hmm. some, uh, he's, he's the kind of guy that can give you four points in a game, or he can give you like 24, just yeah. depending on how it goes. Yeah. Here, speaking of people that like just everybody just, oh, they just don't appreciate or just overlook every year. Brandon cooks. Why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? He always falls. And I love taking he's him. He's Houston? Yep. Yes. He's good. Him. Who cares? Who cares what team he's on? He could play that's on good. fucking like a team that's in like the CFL and somehow if I can get those stats to accumulate on my fantasy team, give them to me. I will draft Brandon Cooks every year. Let him fall. Just let him keep falling mm-hmm. and I will take him in the right round and laugh at everybody. Every year. It happens every year. He'll be a great DFS play too. He was last year too. So he's one of those guys that people just don't respect because Davis Mills is throwing him the ball and it's Houston. My only concern with Brandon Cooks this year is that he's playing with the same team two years in a row. Oh, good call. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I agree. That's shifted timelines. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the multiverse of fucking like fantasy. I think we're back on the right track. Out of consideration, they should have traded him away and then traded him back to Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the trade got like nulled. Like the commissioner was like, nope, guys, you're going to have to redo. That's like the Chris Paul trade. Like, no, guys. Elvis Doomerville fax machine situation. Oh, good show. Oh, old school. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So see, awesome. I know I know Troy has a World Series of Poker question for you, but before we segue to that, I wanted we were kind of debating before you got here about 
what kind of pick you like in like a 10 or 12 person draft? Do you like early? Do you like middle, late, you know, or whatever? And then I am looking at a mock draft board where Cooper Cump is ranked like ninth. And I just, I feel like that's too low compared to some of the unknowns of some of the running backs ahead. Do you have a preference? Are you a straight running back first, second round guy, something like that? Yeah. I'm, well, so my, uh, my redraft leagues, believe it or not, none of them are PPR. So it lends itself mm-hmm. to actually taking the running back first. But I think if you're in a half point or a full point PPR league, uh, I don't have a problem with you going receiver and somewhere in the top five picks. I mean, I think you could make an argument for Cooper Cup, probably like third overall, if you really wanted to, or, so, or somebody like Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup would probably be the top guy. I think Justin Jefferson might be the guy after that, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. But um I don't think I want a high pick this year. I think, you know, obviously Jonathan Taylor is probably going to be the first guy off the board. And then you got to debate, you know, even in a PPR league. I mean, obviously Eckler is a force. And then you got to debate. I love Eckler. Yeah, there you go. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. But honestly, I think if you if you end up waiting and you get a guy like, who, who knows how far McCaffrey is going to fall, by the way. I, I don't know mm-hmm. where he's going to end up going. But if you're in like like the seventh pick overall. I think you can take like a Dalvin Cook. You can maybe consider a Joe Mixon, although that sounds a little high. I think Alvin Kamara, Cooper Cup, especially in a PPR league, Justin Jefferson. I think all of those guys are in play at like six, seven, eight, nine. And if you have the 10th pick or even even at 12, you go back to back and you're going to get a guy like, you might even get a guy like Jamar Chase and you can go another receiver if you want. Maybe you take Jonas um, Diggs right there. So you're going to get two elite guys if you're late in the draft. And you're not going to have to worry about, oh, my guy got injured, you know, so now I have the like number one and like number 24th ranked guy instead of two guys that you got at 12 and 13. But really, you could Mm -hmm. arguably rank six and seven. Yeah, I was actually that's funny. You mentioned the draft positioning. I was just talking the goods the other day about how I I prefer having the 12, 13 spot over 124 because Mm -hmm. I like seeing who falls to me. Because there's always like every draft room is unpredictable. Come you know draft day, like mm-hmm. people will go that you don't expect. People will fall you don't expect. You get that guy with that first pick. And then that second, you know, that second round pick. You got the you know the pick of the litter of the second round. No, granted, it sucks having to wait for that third round pick, but I'll take it, man. Like I, I love having the twelve thirteen. Well, when you come back, when it comes back to you in the third and fourth round, you're still getting quality. So I think that's probably like the fall off in terms of talent is right. I think where if you're in a 12 team league, right where that third round, you're like that. If you're drafting 12th overall, it's right where that third and fourth round pick for that 12th overall guy. That's sort of where the the talent starts to maybe shift. But you can still Mm -hmm. like depending on how it falls, like a guy like Darren Waller. If he's there, I don't, yeah, I don't dude. mind that yeah. as your third round pick. Uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. it's a little risky, but I like, especially in a PPR league, Waddle's going to be a monster. Yes. They're not going to know how to handle Jalen Waddle because of the yeah. Tyreek Hill issue. So um, if you believe in Cam Akers, if you want to like jump on Josh Allen because of the way your quarterback scoring is, mm-hmm. maybe it's six points for passing and rushing touchdowns or something like that. Or maybe it's four points for passing touchdowns, well, which makes and, rushing even that much more um, and, uh, an issue. Sorry, dude. And even no, then, like, 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 I think the days of like, like people saying you shouldn't take a QB early. Like, you can take a QB whenever you want. Who cares? It's your fantasy team. Like, yeah, well, like, I mean, I I know the value. Like, yeah, you should like take whoever in the first round. But like, third, fourth round, if you want to take a QB, take them. 
Oh, I like, totally agree. And I, I've I like, been saying that for years. I, I think that I think it's a t- I think you're right. It's sort of a tired uh, narrative in terms of like, no, wait until the ninth and 10th round, mm-hmm. grab one quarterback. And then in the 13th, 14th, grab another one of those is going to work out. Well, that's all well and good. But Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Pat Mahomes are putting up like yeah. unstoppable points. And so maybe I should have mm-hmm. grabbed one of those guys in the fourth round. Yeah, you want to set it and forget it. Like that—that's—that's that's the key. Like your first—I mean, even like say you get to the fourth round or fifth round, if you don't like a running back, wide receiver, or tight end, like take your quarterback. Screw it, you know. Like I totally don't listen, agree. Yeah, don't listen to like yeah the like you said the archaic the the Stone Age narrative. Like don't yeah. Don't we all play with at least one guy that takes Aaron Rodgers in the first round. Like I feel like <laughs> not this year. Guy. Even the Packer fans this year won't. Oh, I took Rodgers last year. Oh, my goodness. He killed me. Oh, yeah. Oh, not the first round. but He was like my third pick. Yeah, I panicked. I panicked. Oh, that is right. You did take him high, didn't you? What place did you get again, Bo? What place did you end up in? Dead last, I think. (laughs) Does Aaron (laughs) Rodgers wear his hat backwards? Sorry, Colin Cowherd reference. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers was throwing games early in the season, if you guys remember correctly. So that that kind of (laughs) Stu Gotts and Billy called him out on that. Yeah, Yeah, those those my that first quarter of the season were all bad beats because Aaron Rodgers. He did pick it up towards the end of the season, though. Like he ended up being a decent fantasy quarterback, though. He did suck at the beginning. Oh, he's terrible in the beginning. Yeah, I I got a a take. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on if I'm picking ten, eleven, or twelve. I'm considering Mark Andrews this year. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, especially is, the Hollywood Kelsey's, Brown yeah, gone. He's T- all the targets end, in that offense. Tight end is a monopoly in, in fantasy football if you get one of those guys. And I, Kels is going to fall off. And I don't trust Kittle with Trey Lance. I just don't, I just don't trust Agreed. that right now. And Marquise Brown left. I mean, Mark Andrews is, is the only – consistent target for Lamar they went off last year they did I, I just it, it, t- you know 10 11 12 or if I'm, I'm, I'm sitting at the turn there I and he's still sitting in the second round I'm taking him I just I think he's just above every other tight end this year I'll throw that dart I can yeah I, I could vouch for that I would never do it but I totally see what you're saying I, I, I um, right right I'd probably end up taking like what with the best receiver or running back available but you're right Everything should be consolidated to Mark Andrews even more than it has been in the last couple of years. I, you know, he he had sort of like somewhat of an injury history a couple of years ago, but he, he was obviously mm-hmm. fine last year and he's only 26 years old. Yeah. I think if you ask the average person yeah. how old he is, they'd be like, oh, he's 29, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 26, you're still in your prime. You still should be able to shake the injury bug for the most part. Now, he is also going to be the focal point of, of defenses. So take that mm-hmm. for what it's worth. When you don't have a guy like Marquise Brown on the outside, like Tyreek does or did with um with uh, Travis Kelsey, yep. it does become a little bit of a problem where maybe they bracket him or they they figure out some because Lamar can't throw outside the numbers. I mean, he can obviously, but he kind of can't. So I would think that they were. It's a tough thing because Lamar can still run the ball, so I, yeah. it's going to be tough to face that offense. But Mark Andrews is definitely going to be the focal point. They're going to make people beat them with like Rashad Bateman and, and Devin Duvernay and, and some of the cast there. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, guys. good, good, good shout there because I, you know, I wouldn't mind taking him in the right round. Jonah, I definitely lost like a twenty-nine point lead to Mark Andrews once, so I'm a little burnt. Ouch! Yeah, I, but I, I think would, you, 
Would you take Andrews over Devontae Adams? I know there's some questions with Devontae Adams no. on a new team. No. But mm. I don't know if I'd do that. How about Debo? What about Debo? Would you take him over Debo? I would take him over. I would, yeah, I'd take more yeah. Debo because I don't know Trey Lance. I don't know Trey Lance they still yet. Have Jimmy. They still have Jimmy. Right. But so I don't know Trey Lance the, yet. <laughs> the idea is that Trey Lance is, is probably going to be the starter, but I agree. Trey Lance is a gigantic question mark. I, I don't. Yep. I, I don't think he's. I don't even think Kyle Shanahan can figure that one out. But he did. He did it with RG three though. So I mean, they can make Trey Lance the guy. But they. they but to your point, Jonah, um, how do the how does how do the receivers end up there? I'd probably go Devontae right. Adams if I was picking up yes. the, of those three. I'd probably go Devontae. Yep. I yeah, I mean, and that. people forget about the uh, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, Fresno State. I, I also know that Derek Carr has a problem hammering his wide receiver. I mean, Darren Waller was the best option two years ago, and Darren Waller got hammered by Derek Carr. Like, almost almost ridiculous how much he did Didn't that. And Darren this year, Waller had, un- like, 19 targets or something one game? Something right. Ridic- he had ridiculous target I, numbers. Yeah. I just feel like Carr, to a fault, is going to over-target Adams. For that reason, so, I love Adams. Guys, a really sneaky play. And granted, he has no rushing equity. But Derek Carr has Hunter Renfro, who's excellent. Mm-hmm. Those three receivers are, like, ridiculous. So there could be games. Listen, the AFC West, the, the defenses in the AFC West aren't great. I mean, Denver's nah, is pretty they're good. they're a joke. Kansas City's pretty bad. And uh, the Chargers actually improved on defense in the offseason, but yeah. they, they can, they're still susceptible. So I, I think Derek Carr could have – and they, by the way, I think their off division in the AFC is the AFC South. So Houston Texans, Jacksonville uh, Jaguars. yeah. yeah. Yep, it's a pretty easy. I, I'm obviously I'm a Broncos fan. I watched that division pretty well. That there's gonna be some fireworks in that division this year. Oh my god, yeah. Kansas City's missing the playoffs. I know we're not interviewing you, Jonah, but uh, Broncos had who's the uh, Broncos wide receiver to be looking at? That's a great question. I'm trying to watch camp right now. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the guy I'm going to take cheap. I'm going to take Tim Patrick. I'm not going to pay yeah, up for dude. Sutton. I'm not going to pay up for Jerry Judy. I'm going to let Tim mm-hmm. Patrick. Yeah, dude. Tim, yes, there you go. I like that. Yeah, because like Tim Patrick too. was uh, yeah sneaky good last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every one of them is going to get such a massive bump in targets and and production that yeah, why not take the value guy? Yep. Yeah, Cortland Sutton is going to probably fall about where he should. Jerry Judy's probably going to be overdrafted. Albert O is going to be gonna overdrafted. Say that, that tight end, yeah, Russell Wilson does not use one. It's, it's uh, true. He's never yeah. been known to use one. And people will take that tight end. They're like, well, let's take Yeah, oh, yeah I can't pronounce his name. such a big Shit. bump right now, but I, I'll have to see Russell Wilson throw to one before I believe that. 100% agree. Uh, they drafted a tight end as well. So even if they do go to the tight end, it's going to be split with Albert O. But also keep in mind Nathaniel Hackett coming from Green Bay. They didn't really use the tight end either, and except that one game where Robert Tanyan was not covered. I can't remember what that game was. He had like, <laughs> you know, 60% of his touchdowns. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had like all his points that one game, it felt like. Yeah, no, but, uh, sorry, Robert Tunyon, if you actually yeah, listen to this. Talk, okay? I hate that. That. D-Bro, uh, D-Bro, uh, shout out for you, Goods. All right, let's uh, talk Cousins for a while to appease you. Uh, uh, no, I do not <laughs> Does our guest have more fantasy information for us? How did he come to hook up with Greg and Chris Cody? Will Goods settle in for that Kurt Cousins talk? All of this and so much more will be answered on the next episode of Thank God It's Fantasy with special guest Sia Najad on the Half-Ass Podcast Network. 